Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're discovering what the Apostle Paul meant when he talked about the mystery of Christ. All of you here have gifts of God, God's given gifts. God gives that person one gift, that person someone else uh, a gift, but we all have supernatural gifts given to us by God that are graces that God has put onto our life that equip us for the mission that God has called us to accomplish. And welcome to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job. Mark is Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute, both in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, we all know people who are great at keeping secrets, and then there are others, not so much. Uh, Mark, where do you fall on that scale? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great secret keeper, are you? actually. Okay. Um, you have to torture it out of me to get me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, my kids growing up weren't that good. My wife would plan a surprise birthday party or something special, and she would tell my kids, don't tell dad. Invariably, they would come running to the door and say, hey, dad, we have a secret we can't tell you. And it wouldn't take much to get it out of them. I'm like, really? Okay, well, what? And they would just want to blurt it. Okay, dad. And they would tell me. That's cool. Well, Ephesians chapter 3 talks about the mystery, the secret of the gospel and how it was revealed to us. And I think this is a very, very compelling, powerful passage. It is indeed. Ephesians chapter three today from our series, When You Believe, Everything Changes. Here's Mark Job. Here's what I believe. I believe that everybody's called, everybody. Uh, some people think that there are certain, pe- certain people that are called and others that are not called. And so they sort of have two categories of people. These are the called people, and these are the non-called people. I happen to believe that everybody's called. Now, not everybody responds to their call. Not everybody understands their call. Not everybody engages in their call. But I happen to believe that everybody in this room, you have been called. You have a calling on your life, a specific, unique, custom-made mission that God is, has, has engineered for you and called you to. And Paul is talking about really his mission. And in verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 3, he says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. Now, he uses a very interesting introduction there. He says, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus. The prisoner of Christ Jesus? Well, Paul happened to be in house arrest. Don't raise your hand if you've been in house arrest here, but I'm sure some of you have. And uh, nowadays, it's not the house arrest in the days of Paul. Nowadays, they put a little ankle bracelet uh, around you. And they can track whether you leave the house or not. In the days of Paul, there were no ankle bracelets. So he was in a house guarded by some guards. He was not in a physical prison. He was in the equivalent of 26 in Cal, Cook County. Because really, Cook County is a jail. And the jail is there for you to await uh, sentencing or await trial. And in essence, Paul was awaiting trial in front of the Roman emperor 
But it would take sometimes months and even sometimes years to come before the emperor because, uh, hey, that, that's, there's a long wait there. Paul was in house arrest and he says this. He says, I'm a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. The reason that Paul was in house arrest was because he had a mission in his life and his mission, his particular mission and vision had led him to preach a message that was unpopular in Jerusalem and therefore they had arrested him and were going to put him to death but he appealed to Caesar and now because he was following his mission and his calling on life, he's in prison. Let me just start by saying this. Sometimes we feel that if we're doing the work of God and following the mission of God, that everything's going to be easy. We feel that doors are going to pop open in front of us. That if there's any obstacles, God's going to send lightning bolts to just fumigate him out of our way. That the Red Sea is going to be parting open. That there's going to be a smell of roses that's going to lead us to the path of God. And that we're always going to be happy, energized, and never have obstacles. Not. That's really not the way it works. Paul was following his mission and his call, and he ended up in prison. Sometimes your call, your mission, will have a heavy price tag on it. And it doesn't mean just because you're going through a hard time, it doesn't mean that you're off the wrong track. Sometimes God's mission and His call will lead us to hard times. Now, in order to understand the call of God on your life, there's four things you really need to understand about pursuing with boldness and confidence the mission that God has for you. I've summarized them into four words. The first word is calling. Calling. Look at what it tells us in uh, verse 2. Paul says, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. If you're taking notes, write this word calling down. Uh, Calling has to do with the gift that drives us to our mission. Paul says, hey, I'm sure you've heard by now about the, he says, the administration of God's grace. That word administration, if you look it up in the Greek, means a special stewardship or special assignment. I like that word, special assignment. So Paul says, surely you've heard about my special assignment of God's grace that was given to me for you. So Paul is admitting that he has a special assignment and that that special assignment was given to him by God's grace. Now here's what I want you to understand. The word grace in the New Testament Greek is charis. It's where we get our English word charisma from. Uh, When you say this person is charismatic, It literally means this person is grace-filled. This person is full of grace, favor. We use it in the context of 
not, not theologically charismatic, but personality charismatic, when you say that person's charismatic, it means they have an attractional power, that people are drawn to them, that, that they have a charisma about them that draws people to them. They have grace or favor upon their lives. Paul says, I have a special assignment that I have been called to, and it's been given to me by God's grace. God's favor. Here's the thing that you need to understand about callings and missions in life. Your calling and your mission in life is a gift of God to you. It's a grace of God, a gift of God. It has nothing to do with you earning it, deserving it, meriting it. It has nothing to do with your history background, with your educational background. It has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with your talents. It has everything to do with God choosing simply, merely, out of the goodness of His heart, out of the overflowing of His purposes, just to give you a grace. Really important that you understand this. Because if you don't understand the grace of God, you will make a lot of wrong assumptions. For example, do you realize that when you are given a gift from God, a grace from God, that even if you are slipping away from God spiritually, you can still use that gift because it doesn't depend on whether you are good or bad. A gift is a gift. You don't merit it. You don't deserve it. You have it when you're doing well. You still have it when you're doing bad because it's a gift of God. Are you tracking with me? Let me explain it in a way that you may understand. A couple of years ago, I ran into a pastor that I didn't know very well, but I had met him before. He was out of the ministry. He, he had pastored a church of seven, eight hundred people, a church that was well known, doing a lot of things. Uh, seeming to lead a lot of people to Christ. When I, when I asked him what happened, he basically told me his story. He said that he had been a pastor for a long time, had a, had a master's degree, a doctorate degree, um, was uh, married, had a couple of kids, but there was a crack in his life, a moral crack in his life. And it started with internet pornography. He got into internet pornography. It led to exploring websites uh, where he was getting on uh, chat rooms with married women. It went on to getting on chat rooms with married women to hooking up with married women in cafes and then actually going to hotel rooms with these married women. And so over a period of a year, this pastor that pastored a pretty large church doing a lot of ministry was involved with over a dozen women, other married, unhappy married women, was involved with a dozen women over a period of a year while he was still pastoring the church. And get up on Sunday morning and teach and preach and people were still coming to Christ. And people would approach him afterwards and say, well, that word was for me. It really touched me. I needed to hear that. They were having the services. People were getting saved. And people were getting baptized. 
And yet on Friday night, he was in some hotel room with the married woman having sex. I'm like, how in the world could that be? I mean, hold on. Was he pretending? Was it a fake? No, let me tell you what it is. The gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. That means that when God gives you a gift, you can use that gift, even if spiritually you're not doing well, you can still use a gift. And that gift can operate, and that gift can still function, and that gift can still bless people, even when your character is not measuring up to the administration of that gift. Are you tracking it? This is Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll continue this lesson on the secret to freedom and confidence in just a moment. Before we do, though, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of our daily teachings on the radio, or if you simply want to share one of these messages with a friend, you can always find Mark's teaching available at our website, boldstepsradio.org. And if you enjoy listening to these Bible teachings while you're out for a walk or really anywhere on the go, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Audible by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. We've heard from so many of you how much you enjoy listening through your podcast app, and if you haven't already, we encourage you to leave a comment and a five-star review when you get there. And if you want to check out the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. Mark releases brand new videos every Tuesday on subjects like grief, living in unfair circumstances, and the healing power of God. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube, or just type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. To all of our friends listening from Malawi, we've created a special greeting just for you from Pastor Mark Job, which you can find on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. You not only get to know Mark better, put a face with a voice, but also hear his heart speaking right to you. Don't miss your Malawi welcome video at youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now, once again, Here's Mark Joe with today's message called The Secret to Freedom and Confidence. Never put a man or woman, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, anyone on a super spiritual pedestal because sometimes, I mean, oftentimes I run into people that they think that because someone has a gift that's ministered to them and God is using a gift that that person doesn't walk, they sort of float on clouds. Oh no, they don't walk, they float. And we sort of pedestalize people and think, oh no, they don't pray like I pray, man. I, I, I pray and get put on pause by God. They pray and have the direct line. God says, yeah, you called? They never struggle with sin. And sometimes we put people on pedestals because of the gift that is being ministered uh, through them without realizing 
that the gifts and call of God are irrevocable and have nothing to do with the man or the woman that is using the gifts. They're gifts of God, and a person doesn't lose a gift even when their heart is falling away from God. They don't lose a gift. That's why we all hear these scandals where, where God can use someone, and then behind the closed doors we find out that there's impropriety, there, there's laundering of money, there's sexual scandal, power abuse, and, and, and we're shocked that they happen. Because the gift and the call of God are irrevocable. So be very careful ever to elevate someone too high. Every man and every woman's feet are made of clay. Hello? Only Jesus will never disappoint you. Now, eventually, when someone's character isn't, isn't right, eventually that'll catch up to them and it'll sabotage whatever they're doing and it'll leave a, leave a lot of hurt, messed up people uh, because the character of an individual eventually will show itself. It may take a while before their character catches up to their gifting, but eventually it'll show itself. That's why, listen, some of you have the gift of evangelism. And, and I've had people with the gift of evangelism, they fall away from Christ, they're, they're, they're not even going to church, they're at a bar drinking it up, and next thing you know, I'll meet someone in church and I'll say, how'd you get it? Well, I met this guy at a bar and he started talking to me about God. Why? Because even though you may be backslidden, listen, your gift doesn't go away. It's still there. So you're backslidden, falling away from God, doing lousy. You go to a bar, you see someone, your gift kicks in, you start talking about, about God, and you say, you need God is what you need. And here, let me tell you about God. And you're ministering, even though your heart is away from God. Why? Because your gift has nothing to do with your spiritual life. It's irrevocable. It's a grace of God. It's just like salvation. Salvation is a gift of grace. You don't earn it by being really good, and you don't lose it when you're bad. It's a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn a gift. You can't lose a gift. When you really have a gift, though, and the Spirit of God dwells inside of you, you're going to want to live for God because it's inside of you and it's real. So Paul is saying that he had an administration, a special assignment given to him by the grace of God. By the grace of God. But I want you to understand, I want you to understand and grasp that all of us have gifts of God. They have nothing to do with how we've merited it or earned it. Now you can take a gift and you can not unwrap it. Hello? All of you here have gifts of God. God's given gifts. But not everybody unwraps their gift. Sometimes you have a gift, you don't use it, you don't unwrap it, you leave it there. How many of you know you can get a gift? You say, ah, I don't think I'm going to like that gift. Just leave it there, not wrap. It's still yours. You still possess it, but you're not using it. Every Christian has gifts. They come to you via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. They're gifts of encouragement, teaching, wisdom, faith, healing, evangelism, whatever. There's a, a whole bunch of lists of gifts. You have that gift. You're not better, be, better than someone else because you have this gift and someone else has that gift because you didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. 
Just because you have the gift of teaching doesn't mean that you're better than someone that doesn't have the gift of teaching. Just because you have the gift of faith doesn't make you better than someone that doesn't have the gift of faith because you did nothing to earn it. God just gave it to you. It's your gift. God gives that person one gift, that person someone else uh, a gift. But we all have supernatural gifts given to us by God that are graces that God has put onto our life that equip us for the mission that God has called us to accomplish. God has gifted you with things, empowered you with things. And it's those people that walk in faith that usually utilize their gifts more. Number two, I'm talking about how to embrace and understand your calling, how to engage in, in the calling that you have by looking at what Paul says about his calling. Verse three says, that is the mystery made known to me by revelation as I have already written briefly in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has now been revealed by his spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Paul now says, not only does he have a calling given by God's grace, Paul goes on to say, what feeds my calling is that I have revelation. He uses the word mystery. In the Greek, it's the word mysterium. In our English language, when we think about a mystery, we think about something that's dark, obscure, uh, secret, unknown to other people. That's really not the emphasis in this passage. It simply means something that is known to that person, but unknown to others. Paul says, I have a mystery that's been revealed to me that people before me did not understand, but I understand. What is that mystery? The mystery was simply this. The Jewish people thought for hundreds of years that the promise, that the covenants, that they were the chosen people and that no one outside of them was chosen. The mystery that was revealed to Paul was that the Jewish people through Abraham were the chosen people, but through the gospel of Jesus Christ, anybody that believes and receives that message becomes children of Abraham and children of God, also chosen people with the same promises that Israel had, with the same... Uh, united with Israel, united with everything that God had promised to Israel now becomes ours when we believe and because we are children of faith as the people of Israel were children of Abraham. Now, we already know that here because a couple thousands of years have passed, but in the days of Paul, that was a new revelation. Now, let me just warn you about revelation for a moment. There's different types of revelation. There's natural revelation. That is what we see in nature. Romans tells us that we can learn a lot about God through natural revelation. Look at, look at creation and you can discern a lot about the Creator. Learning the different types of revelation 
We'll continue this message tomorrow, so please keep listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. And by the way, you can catch up on any of these Bible teachings anytime by going to our website at boldstepsradio.org. Mark, I know there are many listeners who are going through a hard time right now. For some of them, it feels like life is a little out of control. Maybe they're asking, is God still in control? Yeah, and so if you're going through a hard time right now, and I, I just want to say, first of all, we empathize. Just this past week, I've prayed for people who've lost loved ones, who are going through a messy divorce, who are struggling with cancer. There's no easy answers. However, there is a place, and I just want to remind you this, there is something that God is doing right now, that you're not anonymous, God has not abandoned you, God has not forgotten you. There is something that God is doing in the midst of the difficult trauma and the mess. And I love uh, Max Lucado's book, God Will Use This for Good, Surviving the Mess of Life. I like that word, mess, huh? Yeah, because in a very clear way, this is a very little book, 56 pages, but the way only Max Lucado can do, he breaks it down to an understandable way, if you're in the middle of a mess, that this mess has a purpose, that God hasn't abandoned you, and that God will use it for the good. We love Max's writing, and no matter how messy your life may be looking today, we'd like to send you his book, God Will Use This for Good, by Max Lucado. Max helps us discover how to have courage in the face of life's trials and to trust God through these trials. Remember, God uses every painful circumstance for His ultimate good. This booklet also includes scripture for turbulent times, giving us relevant God-breathed verses to hold on to in the middle of life's messes. So request your copy of Max Lucado's book, when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. Just call us at 844-615-7363 and donate today. That's 844-615-7363. Or give online and request the book, God Will Use This for Good, when you go to boldstepsradio.org. Or send your gift and request Max's book in the mail. Write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard. Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, that's all the time we have today. But join us again next time for the exciting conclusion of Mark's message, The Secret to Freedom and Confidence. Learn how to be clear and confident about God's call in your life. Thursday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.